Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 381. Welcome to the final Slow Flowers Podcast episode of the year of 2018. The Slow Flowers community and listenership of this program have grown larger than ever, with more than 390,000 total downloads since the show launched in July of 2013. That's amazing news, and I'm thrilled to share it with you. Today, I want to talk about our year in review. Every single week this year, in fact, every single week for the past 282 weeks, it has been my privilege to feature the voices of our Slow Flowers community with you. Unlike any other internet radio show in existence, the Slow Flowers podcast is tailored to you and your interests, making its must-listen programming a habit among flower farmers and floral designers alike. In producing and hosting the Slow Flowers podcast, I seek out pioneers and personalities, style makers and influencers, as well as unsung or little-known heroes who together are changing the floral landscape, disrupting the status quo, and bringing flower sourcing and growing practices, not to mention eco-conscious design methods, to the center of the conversation. So thanks for joining in. Whether you've just discovered this podcast or you're a longtime fan, I encourage you to take advantage of the immense body of knowledge that can be found in our archives, which we have posted at deborahprincing.com. And as I have done since the beginning of 2014, I would like to devote today to the Slow Flowers Highlights of the Past Year. Next week, on January 2nd, I will present the annual Slow Flowers Floral Insights and Industry Forecast for 2019, so be sure to tune in. I'm motivated as a storyteller to connect with the Slow Flowers community in real and personal ways, and that was certainly the case in 2018. Rather than share a chronological travelogue of the year's calendar, I'm mixing it up today. I've looked in the rearview mirror to remember 2018, and wow, the themes bubbling up to the top are impressive. I'm humbled by the warm embrace of the Slow Flowers community, and more than ever, I realize that making authentic human connections with you is what really matters. Each experience is more meaningful because of the relationships we forge with one another. So I've identified 10 top themes of 2018 that I want to reflect on and share with you today. By the way, I've posted these show notes at deborahprinzing.com along with beautiful photos to illustrate themes and stories. So check it out. You might see a friendly face in the photos or follow a resource link to learn more. Let's get started. Theme number one. The Slow Flowers Summit. The summit is the live event in the midst of American Flowers Week, created to serve the Slow Flowers community of progressive, sustainably-minded florists and designers, and to engage attendees who want to network with one another. For me to plan and produce the second Slow Flowers Summit in 2018 took a huge financial risk, especially since it was the first time on the East Coast, away from our original Seattle venue. I knew we could lose money, but my heart told me it was important to forge ahead as I found myself inspired by the amazing sense of inclusion, connection, new ideas, beauty, and humanity surrounding our floral-filled lives. I believed taking that risk was essential, and it paid off. We actually had a sold-out Slow Flower Summit on Friday, June 29th in Washington, D.C., with a remarkably welcoming venue host in the American Institute of Floral Designers. 
I have so many people to thank for helping produce the summit, so let me get started. First of all, thanks to Bob Wallum and his team at Wallum Gardens for opening up their Virginia flower farm the day prior to the summit for tours, lunch, and community. That bonus pre-event was so positive, it inspired us to add two pre-event flower farm tours for our upcoming 2019 Slow Flower Summit. So thank you all. We had a wonderful set of day of volunteers, but I mostly want to single out Ellen Seagraves of Cheek Florals and Dana O'Sullivan of Della Blooms, both Slow Flowers members and part of the Independent Floral Designers of Maryland, for volunteering to create the Summit's interactive floral installation. We had so many wonderful donations from flower farms to pull this off, including Charles Little and Company Farm, Fern Trust, Green Valley Floral, Linvale Studio and Farm, and Racinda's Brothers Protea Growers, as well as EcoFresh Bouquets, which provided wraps for the foam-free installation. I can't forget to thank our speakers, without whom the day would have been an empty room, of course. Our keynote speaker, Christina Stemble of Farm Girl Flowers, wowed us with a frank discussion of building a self-funded floral business through grit and determination. We enjoyed two visually and intellectually inspiring design and business presentations geared toward florists who are committed to the Slow Flowers ethos in their sourcing and in the way they build community. Thank you, Kelly Shore of Petals by the Shore and Mary-Kate Canane of The Local Bouquet for your great presentation. And thank you to Kit Wirtz and Casey Schwartz of Flower Duet for your beautiful presentation. Our flowers and tech panel included a fascinating discussion about the challenges of transportation, infrastructure, and shipping. And thank you to Jonathan Weber of Green Center, Jessica Hall of Harmony Harvest Farm, and Christina Stemble of Farm Girl Flowers for their excellent presentations and for helping us look toward the horizon of new business models in floral. And finally, thank you to our last two speakers, men who are passionate about flower farming as a tool for improving and enhancing the lives of their communities. Walker Marsh of the Flower Factory in Baltimore and Mud Baron of Flowers on Your Head in Los Angeles. Among other messages, we learned from them about sowing future seeds of hope through flowers. If you were in attendance or if you followed the fun on social media, you also know that Mud was a flower force to be reckoned with as he festooned our heads with bouquets to fulfill his mission of photographing as many humans as possible for his Flowers on Your Head photographic project. If you missed the summit, you can find all the video presentations available to watch for just $48 in our gallery at Vimeo. A full day of ideas, information, inspiration, inclusion, and instigation with each of these speakers. Follow the link at today's show notes to learn more and to watch a free clip of my opening remarks about the origins of the Slow Flower Summit. And I can't finish this section without reminding you to register for the third annual Slow Flowers Summit, taking place July 1st and 2nd, 2019, as an expanded conference offering you more value and benefits for attending. The early bird pricing continues through December 31st, so there's not much time left to save $100 off your ticket and grab a seat to join me and some wonderful speakers in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'll share the link in today's show notes at deborahprinzing.com, or you can click over to slowflowerssummit.com to sign up. Theme number two, going together like hand in glove or flowers in a vase, is American Flowers Week 2018, held June 28th through July 4th. 
This original flower promotion holiday, launched in 2015, celebrated its fourth annual campaign. I was encouraged and inspired by friends behind the British Flowers Week to create American Flowers Week. And to continue their generosity, I helped support the creation of Canadian Flowers Week this past September. Our grassroots all-inclusive campaign provides editorial, branding, and marketing resources to flower farmers, florists, designers, retailers, and wholesalers who wish to promote American-grown flowers. And wow, did you participate this past year. We've been tracking engagement on Instagram and Twitter, which this year was a little tricky because new rules on those platforms restricted our ability to measure the potential engagement of our followers' followers. And if you saw what happened with Facebook this year, I'm sure that makes sense. Even with those tracking limitations, you and your participation in American Flowers Week generated amazing numbers, 3.6 million impressions in the month leading up to the 2018 celebration. We know the real total engagement was much higher due to tracking tools not being able to capture traffic on Facebook. All I can say is thank you to each of you who joined the fun by designing red, white, and blue bouquets, taking photos, and posting and tagging them as Hashtag local, hashtag American, hashtag seasonal, and hashtag slow flowers. Thank you to those who ordered our bouquet labels to use on your market and grocery bouquets and for CSAs and pop-up events. And thanks for building the buzz to raise awareness about the importance of conscious choices when it comes to buying flowers. The more fun and fashion we can share with flowers, the more their origin becomes a top-of-mind decision at the cash register. And speaking of fashion, 2018 was the third year of our American Flowers Week Floral Fashion Collection, a brilliant season of botanical garments revealing the beauty of flowers, the people who grow those flowers, and the floral artists who reimagine them into garments. This year we called the theme Field to Fashion and revealed all five floral couture looks in the pages of Florist Review magazine. Producing this floral narrative began in Homer, Alaska, where Kelly Shore of Petals by the Shore partnered with Beth Van Sant of Scenic Place Peonies to envision a styled shoot reflecting the just-picked peonies of that place with a storyline about the character, history, and geography of Homer. The series continued with photo shoots taking place throughout the subsequent months of the year as designers and flower farmers collaborated to turn cut flowers into haute couture, including a session in Sonoma County with design talents from farmer florist Hedda Brostrom of Full Bloom Flower Farm and Dazzling Dahlias grown by Kate Rowe of Aztec Dahlias. We had a winter woodland narrative reliant upon farmer florist Carly Jenkins of Killing Frost Farms penchant for foraging from the forests and woodlands of the Pacific Northwest and Montana. Allison Higgins and Nicole Cordier of Grace Flowers Hawaii's Big Island paid homage to locally grown tropical flowers and foliages with two regal looks for a male and female model. And Faye Zera Krauss of Flora Organica Designs paid tribute to the iris straight from the Sun Valley Flower Farms greenhouses of Arcata, California, all rendered as gorgeous fashion. It is a privilege and an honor to experience this level of creativity and commitment to American Flowers Week. The inventiveness expressed by the Slow Flowers community, flower farmers and floral designers alike, elevates American-grown botanicals to new levels. You can find the photos of the entire 2018 American Flowers Week collection of botanical fashions, including the stories of each look, in today's show notes. I also need to thank and acknowledge the talented photographers who made each of these beautiful ideas 
ideas come to life through their lens, including Alex Brooks, Becca Henry, Megan Spellman, Joshua Veldstra, and Leon Villa Gomez. One more artist gets a big thank you for helping make American Flowers Week more beautiful, and that is Ellen Hoverkamp of My Neighbor's Garden. We invited Ellen, a Connecticut-based artist, to create a red, white, and blue bouquet using her signature scanner photography technique, and the result was a stunning image that helped us promote the campaign all year long. Her All-American Botanical tribute wowed everyone, and I'm excited to be able to use American Flowers Week as a way to highlight the work of such a talented artist. So now's the time to mark American Flowers Week 2019 on your calendar, June 28th through July 4th, because it will be our fifth annual campaign celebration. I'll have more to share in the coming months, but you are invited to check out two links I'll share in today's show notes. First, a look at the 2019 botanical art branding that we commissioned from a new artist, Josephine Rice. And second, a sneak peek to introduce the florists and flower farmers who are busy creating our American Flowers Week Botanical Fashions for next year's editorial package. I'll have links to those at deborahprincing.com. Next up, theme number three, travel and meetups. Slow Flowers Travel took me on the road quite a bit in 2018, including appearances in Texas, in Washington, D.C., Colorado, North Carolina, South Carolina, Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, Minnesota, the Pacific Northwest, and Canada's British Columbia. Whenever I travel, and for whatever reason, be it business or pleasure, I manage to connect with florists and flower farmers to see and discuss local flowers. Over the years, the idea of a meetup has emerged as a way to be both intentional and spontaneous in gathering with you. I learned so much from the people attending a Slow Flowers meetup, be it at a potluck dinner or a simple wine and cheese function. I get to see retail flower shops, design studios, nurseries, urban flower patches, expansive country farms, all spaces that educate me about myriad ways people are bringing flowers to life and to their marketplace. So I want to thank my hosts and Slow Flowers cohorts for helping plan the following meetups in 2018. First, Christine Hoffman of Twin Cities Flower Exchange in St. Paul, Minnesota, who hosted a Sunday afternoon meetup in August, where we invited each in attendance, more than 30 folks, to share about his or her relationship with locally grown flowers. The Twin Cities local flower scene is alive, well, thriving, and growing. The meetup-style open house introduced me to farmers and floral designers who comprise the dynamic change taking place there. We tasted signature cocktails, sampled butters flavored with petals and herbs, and munched on local veggies, all part of the festive day. I can't wait to return in just six months to experience the Slow Flower Summit with these fabulous folks. Just a few days later, on August 14th, Beth Barnett of Larkspur, Chicago, hosted a Slow Flowers meetup with about 18 of us, joining together for an after-hours Windy City meetup in her beautiful new studio, where we talked flowers, shared personal stories, and enjoyed drinks and bites while making new connections and renewing established ones. 
I'm so grateful to the many who made the time to attend. Flower farmers who traveled two to three hours into the city for our evening together. Florists who closed busy retail shops or broke away from producing flowers in their studios to come for a special gathering of kindred spirits. Thanks, too, to my cohorts, Kath LaLiberty of Longfield Gardens, a sponsor of this podcast, and to Mackenzie Nichols, a writer and floral designer from New York, both of whom were in Chicago with me. They joined me in shopping for food and wine and helping Beth and me get everything set up for the fun gathering. It was a great night and so rewarding to invest in the time to make face-to-face connections with Chicago's Slow Flowers community. Thanks to all who helped make it happen. In September, Andrea K. Grist of Andrea K. Grist Floral Art and Florist Source KC hosted a sold-out dinner gathering in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. It was wonderful to meet Slow Flowers members, flower farmers, and floral designers alike, as well as people from the horticulture and gardening worlds. We enjoyed a farm-to-table meal at the Homesteader Cafe, followed by my presentation on the 2019 Slow Flowers Floral Insights and Industry Forecast. I loved hearing from many who shared their floral stories with me that evening. A huge thank you to Andrea for turning my visit to Kansas City into a three-day jaunt through the heartland. We visited flower farms in Missouri and Kansas. We toured a massive field of sunflowers, of course. We ate great Kansas City barbecue and even took in tourist sites in Iowa to see the famous covered bridges. Like other meetups we've had this past year, the energy and momentum I experienced was contagious and it revealed to me that more and more people in the floral marketplace from designers to consumers want to connect with the roots, the fields, and the farms where flowers originate. By the way, you can see photo highlights of these three meetups in today's show notes. And if you're interested in hosting me in the coming year, reach out so we can get your regional meetup on the calendar now. Four, teaching and lectures. In 2018, my presentations and workshops reached hundreds of people, audiences large and small. I spoke about the Slow Flowers movement using visual slide galleries of you and your stories. I demonstrated sustainable design techniques using flowers from local and regional Slow Flowers farms. And I led larger hands-on group workshops, finding that the more opportunities we give consumers to touch and experience fresh, seasonal, and local flowers, the more we change their perspectives about those flowers. The venues for teaching and speaking in 2018 were more formatted versions of Slow Flowers meetups. The similarity, though, is the chance they offer to interact with other wonderful floral and garden people, audiences, and colleagues. 2018's appearances fall into four categories. The first, creative writing as part of the Slow Flowers Creative Workshops. The second, floral industry forecast and insights. The third, the Slow Flowers Story and Floral Design Workshops. And then the fourth, business forums. So I'll just highlight a few of those here. First up, the Slow Flowers Creative Workshops. For the second year, I returned to Toby Nelson's Whidbey Flower Workshop, a multi-day spring gathering focused on innovative and sustainable floral design and art installations. Toby wanted to give her attendees a chance to sit quietly and put pen to paper, reflecting on personal journaling, and to also gain new skills for describing flowers, gardens, nature, and art. It was a joy to lead those exercises. 
The fellow instructors inspired me as well. And I'm grateful to Toby, to Susan McCleary, and Joseph Massey, as well as to photographer Heather Saunders for a beautiful experience. All you have to do is look at Heather's photo galleries to see what I mean. I know Toby has a third Whidbey Flower workshop in the works, so check out the link I'll share to get you on her list for announcements. And on September 8th and 9th, Jennifer and Adam O'Neill of Pepper Harrow Farm in Winterset, Iowa, hosted seven students for their two-day flower farming workshop, packed with essential information and incredible value for those who attended. Margaret Ludwig of Giverny Design taught an inspiring design workshop, and I enjoyed a fabulous morning teaching writing modules from the Slow Flowers Creative Workshop curriculum. In October, Holly Chapel welcomed designers and flower lovers from near and far to her third annual flower stock at Hope Flower Farm. Floral professionals and members of the floral community gathered for two days of demonstrations and talks by renowned floral designers, including Holly herself, Steve Moore of Sinclair and Moore, Nancy Teasley of Oak and the Owl, and Alicia and Adam Rico of Bows and Arrows. I was there to lead a number of creative writing exercises for attendees, guiding floral creatives through various modules of describing flowers, color, memories in a new way. We gathered upstairs in the dairy barn where there was a creative space for writing, photography, and floral design. And together we learned that the personal floral narrative is a powerful one. And the timing was perfect for those who brought their pens, paper, and open minds and a little vulnerability to the process. Thanks to all who participated. The Slow Flowers forecast reports took up a lot of my time this year. In next week's podcast, the first of 2019, I will reveal the Slow Flowers floral insights and industry forecast report for the year. I'm excited to share it with you. As it turns out, I compiled the report a little early earlier than usual in 2018, thanks to four invitations to speak about the cultural shifts taking place in the Slow Flowers community. So let me acknowledge and thank the conferences that invited me to bring those insights to their audiences. The series began in Vancouver, BC, where I was a guest of Hitomi Gilliam at the 2018 Floral Trends Summit a marvelous and inventive experience encompassing five days of creativity and reimagination. The Trend Summit occurs every two years, and it is nothing short of a powerful gathering of leaders, educators, and thinkers from all facets of floral. I joined the speaker lineup with design innovator Holly Heider Chapel of Hope Flower Farm and Chapel Designers and the new Holly X Syndicate Collection, with Pantone color trends maven Leatrice Eisman and global floral design icon Gregor Lursch, as well as Hitomi Gilliam and Florist Reviews publisher Travis Rigby. I'm grateful that Slow Flowers was invited to have a seat at that table. To me, that is a significant indication of the strides we've made in the past five years since this concept took root and became my passion. The idea that progressive and mindful flower farmers and floral designers can collaborate for a better and more sustainable profession for humans and the environment alike. In August, I traveled to Charleston, South Carolina to speak at the first ever Southern Flower Symposium. A number of incredibly talented farmers and designers participated in the one-day conference, which was themed Future Forward Flower Success. I was honored to be invited by and hosted by Jim Martin of Charleston-based Compost in My Shoe, a Slow Flowers member, and the Low Country Flower Growers Leadership Team, who produced the Southern Flower Symposium. 
Thank you to Jim and to Laura Muburn of Feast and Flora Farm, along with their core group of local growers, for setting up such a great one-day symposium. Rita Anders of Cuts of Color in Weimar, Texas, an established flower grower and Slow Flowers member, led off the day with a fabulous zone-specific presentation on growing premium flowers in the humid, hot southern climate. And I shared a preview of the 2019 Slow Flowers Floral Insights and Industry Forecast. And I moderated a floral design demonstration focused on appealing to millennial consumers. All the arrangements were created with flowers donated from attending farms displayed in USA-made vessels donated by syndicate sales. It was a great experience. I also shared my future-looking floral industry overview and early peek at the forecast with the flower farmers and farmer florists of the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers. I last spoke at an ASCFG conference six years ago at the 2012 Symposium in Tacoma, Washington, right when the 50-mile bouquet was published. So much has changed for the good in the subsequent years, and I was excited to share my forecast insights and experiences with ASCFG's attendees in 2018. In November, I joined Katie Lind of the Washington Department of Agriculture and Slow Flowers member Beth Mort of Snapdragon Flower Farm on a panel presenting consumer research findings for marketing local cut flowers. Supported by a specialty crop block grant, the session featured research and reporting on best practices within the cut flower industry, as well as forecasting marketing trends. By the way, that session was videotaped by the Tilth Coalition, and I've shared the video link in today's show notes in case you want to watch. Sharing the Slow Flowers story with horticulture and floriculture audiences is part of my ongoing mission as a professional speaker. And that leads to the, cate- the third category of lectures, the Slow Flowers story and associated floral design workshops. In 2018, the Slow Flowers message reached avid gardening audiences and professionals alike at the following events. The Magnolia Garden Club in Houston, where we sourced all local Texas-grown flowers for the design workshop, mostly from Cuts of Color, owned by Slow Flowers member Rita Anders. At the American Institute of Floral Design's National Conference in Washington, D.C., where Wrightfield Farm, a Slow Flowers member in Maryland, generously donated buckets and buckets of flowers to help decorate the stage where I spoke about Slow Flowers on July 3rd. Talking about local and seasonal flowers and floral design, while surrounded by fresh, beautiful, just-picked flowers on display, was my illustration of the differences between local and faraway blooms. Fellow Slow Flowers member Ellen Seagraves of Chic Floral Design graciously lent her creative talents to arrange those Maryland-grown flowers. My remarks had more credibility because I had just visited Wrightfield Farm, and I felt that I could speak with authority about the sustainable and earth-friendly practices that David and Lina use in their fields. In September, the Denver Garden Club hosted me for a fabulous evening sharing the Slow Flowers story and designing with locally grown flowers from Slow Flowers members Chet and Christy Anderson of the Fresh Herb Company in Longmont, Colorado. The following two days were devoted to a series of workshops, tours, and lectures as part of Denver Botanic Garden's annual Bonfee Stanton Lecture Series. Associate Education Director Sarah Olson and her team developed a comprehensive package to engage Denver Botanic Garden audiences with local Colorado-grown flowers. We toured two local flower farms, hosted a design workshop with Meg McGuire of Red Daisy Flower Farm, and shared a public lecture about slow flowers. The community is progressive, engaged, and interested in sustainable agriculture, including flowers. And it was a wonderful opportunity to return to the Denver-Boulder area to reconnect with so many wonderful friends. 
My final lecture and design workshop of 2018 took me in early November with a car filled with locally sourced flowers to Bellingham, Washington, north of Seattle, where the Whatcom Horticultural Society hosted me for their annual membership meeting. More than 40 members signed up to create a seasonal arrangement using sustainable design techniques. We were so incredibly lucky with the weather. Miraculously, I had with me oodles of Pacific Northwest grown dahlias and heirloom mums, grown by many of the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market flower farmers just days before frost hit our region. It was yet another successful forum for connecting the gardening community with the floral community and encouraging understanding and support for a a dynamic local marketplace for floral agriculture. I also spoke at a few business forums in 2018. And those experiences were successful because they brought me in contact with a larger business community where I want to acknowledge the support and messaging they provided me. As a longtime supporter, frequent speaker, judge, and now program consultant to the Northwest Flower and Garden Show, now called the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival, I agreed to moderate a slow a social media panel for the first ever Garden Pro Conference. It was a great experience to interact with fellow communicators and green industry professionals. And this past fall at Grapevine, a Seattle lecture series for women in business, I was asked to moderate a panel on the slow movement, partnering with founders Joni Parsons and Monica Smith. The panel focused on the slow movement and asked, how does it apply to food, fashion, flowers, and lifestyle? Grapevine defined the slow flowers movement as a cultural revolution against the sense of hurry and craziness generated by a desire to do more and have more. The slow movement is about making conscious choices, they said. What would happen if more people adopted this way of thinking and living? The experience allowed me as moderator to lead a group of amazing women making conscious choices about how they live in their lives as we each shared our commitment to the larger slow movement. Well, my lectures and presentations will continue for 2019, and I hope to see you on the road. I'm launching into it immediately with a return trip to Vancouver, BC, to teach creative writing in a social media workshop paired with Colin Gilliam's photography course, all part of Hitomi Gilliam's Creative Design Masterclass series. We're looking forward to it, and you can check out the link to details in today's show notes. Media attention. Coming from the media myself, I have a keen appreciation and an understanding for the power of third party endorsement. The independent observations expressed on the page, screen, or audio broadcasts that shine light on the people, places, and flowers that comprise the Slow Flowers movement. I love being asked to talk about this community and the amazing work we're achieving together in the floral marketplace. I don't do this alone. In the past, I've worked with a fabulous publicist, Lola Honeybone, originally to promote many of my books, including the 50 Mile Bouquet and Slow Flowers. Lola also joined me to launch the debut of slowflowers.com in 2014, and she jumped into PR projects since then, including Valentine's Day in 2018. Since then, we have earned some amazing media attention on our own. We are doing great work and shining the light on great people and their stories, and that alone helps attract attention of writers, bloggers, and editors, and producers in search of beautiful, inspiring stories. So here's a roundup of some of the outlets that covered Slow Flowers and the flower and gardening topics by interviewing me in the past year. ABC Nightly News, Country Gardens Magazine, Eating Well, El Decor Italia, 
Edible Magazines, Florist Review, Garden Center Magazine, Greenhouse Management, House.com, Midwest Home, Produce News, Super Floral, The American Gardener, The Cutflower Quarterly, and The Wall Street Journal. I haven't even taken time to try and add up the earned media impressions from these amazing placements, many of them in national major news outlets, and I'm, I'm sure I've even overlooked a few outlets. But it's humbling and awe-inspiring to learn that others want to know the Slow Flowers narrative. It captures the imagination of anyone who appreciates flowers, and that's one reason why I believe what we're doing is so essential and universal. There is one other way you can get involved in and help spread the Slow Flower story, and many of you indeed do this. When you have an opportunity to share the story of your flowers, your farm, your shop or workshop with local media, please connect the writer or reporter with us at Slow Flowers. We have lots of free resources, statistics, reports, and data, all the fact-based research and findings that journalists love to have to sprinkle through their article or news report. We are a free valuable resource. And in fact, having more details about the Slow Flowers movement actually helps validate that this is a, quote, real thing in the marketplace. I want to help you underscore that foundation behind any media attention you receive. So please reach out and we are happy to help. Theme six, Florist Review. I mentioned in our media section that Slow Flowers has appeared in Florist Review and its sister publication, Super Floral, during the past year. Well, there's a really great reason for that. And if you're a regular podcast listener, I'm sure you haven't missed the fact that we have an association with Florist Review. In fact, I'm a contributing editor for the regular monthly Slow Flowers journal found in the pages of Florist Review. I hope you realize how incredibly fortunate we are to be given a literal seat at the table inside the leading floral industry trade publication, the only independent periodical in the floral marketplace. I want to publicly thank Travis Rigby, owner and publisher of parent company Wildflower Media, for his vision and ambition to deliver a wide range of editorial content to readers in all facets of floral wholesale, distribution, and design. Since we launched the Slow Flowers Journal standalone section in August of 2017, I produced hundreds of thousands of words about the progressive, mindful, intentional people engaged in pioneering slow flowers. Always told through the lens of professional floral design, this section has provided an important platform in the mainstream marketplace. Each month's stories are beautifully illustrated and written with the goal of sharing solid, inspiring information on how to succeed in the floral business while also staying true to domestic sourcing goals, sustainable design values, and a deep commitment to community. Since January, we've featured 49 articles in the Slow Flowers Journal and elsewhere throughout the pages of Florist Review, covering floral designers and artists, farmer florists, retailers, manufacturers, and producers of hard goods and floral accessories in the U.S., as well as events and projects centered around the values of Slow Flowers. This is important and incredible, and I'm grateful to share it with you. Also in 2018, I started a monthly feature in Super Floral, the magazine originally developed to reach mass market and grocery store floral professionals, which has expanded with its brilliant tagline, Flower Industry News from Seed to Consumer. Over the course of 2018, my 12 stories featured flower farmers who partner with grocery floral departments to give shoppers the choice about the flowers they buy, not to mention fresh, local, and seasonal product. There's no doubt that these stories signaled a perceived shift in the marketplace. 
Are you curious about these articles? Well, they're posted each month at slowflowersjournal.com, complete with free downloadable PDFs. Are you curious about subscribing to either publication? Well, please follow links at today's show notes for more details on how to do so. We'd love to have you as a reader. Theme 7, Awards. The work I've done to promote and communicate the Slow Flowers story earned three accolades in 2018, and I want to highlight them here because your support of this mission is one important reason for the awards. In June, the American Horticultural Society recognized me with its Francis Jones Potker Award in honor of achievement in the field of floral design. The award highlighted my work advocating for and promoting domestic flowers, and it recognizes significant contributions to floral design in publications, on the platform, and to the public. Both Florist Review and The American Gardener magazine published articles about the award, and you can find links to those stories in today's show notes. When I traveled to Washington, D.C. to attend the gala dinner and awards ceremony held at the beautiful River Farm in Virginia, I was in awe of the deep talent pool of other Great American Gardener Award recipients. I was mindful of the platform that this award gives Slow Flowers. In accepting it, I shared the five attributes of the Slow Flowers Manifesto. I talked about the amazing reach of the Slow Flowers hashtag on social media, and I highlighted the network of flower farmers, florists, and creatives shaped by you and others. I talked about community over competition and about the importance of collaboration in growing this movement. It was an incredible honor, and I was touched that family and fellow garden community members and Slow Flowers friends were in attendance too. Speaking of gardening, the Garden Writers Association, recently rebranded after more than 65 years as GardenCom, gives media awards each year. I've received numerous awards in the past for book and magazine writing, but 2018 was the very first year that the Slow Flowers podcast and Slow Flowers Journal received silver awards for journalistic excellence from my peers in green industry communications. Again, these awards put a spotlight on our work and our commitment to growing the Slow Flowers movement, and in many ways encourage me to keep working toward promoting greater awareness in the floral marketplace through storytelling on radio, in print, and online. Theme number eight, collaborations and community. The ongoing theme of community, that together we achieve so much more than any individual could possibly do on her own, is one that I know you believe in and one that I've devoted many stories and interviews to. My own involvement in this valuable theme was a highlight of 2018 through several Seattle area projects, and they add up to some valuable and positive experiences. Last January, I teamed up with three other women to form a group called We Flourish. Slow Flowers member Tammy Myers of First in Bloom was the catalyst of this project, as she had a personal connection with me, with photographer Missy Palacall, and with event planner Karen Thornton of Avenue 22 Events. Together, the mission of We Flourish took shape. We defined it as such, to support fellow creatives who produce their own blogs and social media channels and who are hungry for new resources to produce style and meaningful content to share with their audiences. In 2018, we produced two parties where women business owners gathered in a convivial environment, engaged in hands-on sessions of styling and photography and other skills, and amused their taste buds with delicious bites and beverages. Along the way, everyone learned new tips, techniques, and info, and networked with fellow attendees. 
In January, we flourished through a Galentine's party for 40 local creatives. And in May, we threw a pre-Mother's Day party called Beautiful for about 25 attendees. Working with Tammy, Karen, and Missy has been a great opportunity to learn what's needed and relevant in terms of programming and content for creatives and to deepen the practice of collaboration. I am grateful for this group and it enhanced my appreciation for each woman's talents and gifts. Plus, since they are all so much younger than I am, it didn't hurt to hang out with a dynamic generation of women. Last February offered a different sort of collaboration with the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival in Seattle, which for 30 years has produced a fantastic five-day indoor flower and garden show that is a rite of early spring for the region's professional and consumer gardening marketplace. The Garden Show invited me to produce five days of events on the new floral stage, allowing me to showcase the talents of 10 Slow Flowers members, all professional florists in the Pacific Northwest. Together, we produced a lively and interactive floral design competition called Floral Wars. Each day, two floral artists received our challenge to create three arrangements in less than one hour. It was a test of the contestants' grace under pressure as they showcased American-grown flowers, USA-made floral accessories, and eco-design techniques. Thanks to Jessica Gring of Odd Flowers Floral Design, Melissa Fevier of Terrabella Flowers, Gina Thresher, AIFD, of From the Ground Up Floral, John Robert Throne, AIFD of Countryside Floral and Garden, Rizignano Riz Reyes of RHS Horticulture, Mick Payment of Flowers for the People, Anne Bradfield of Fluorescence, Kelly Sullivan of Botanique, Toby Nelson of Toby Nelson Events and Design, and Tammy Myers of First and Bloom. You were awesome ambassadors for Slow Flowers. Our judges included Jenna Lufkin from Raw Materials Design, Alicia Schweedy from Flirty Fleurs, Nikki Lamy of Floral Supply Syndicate, and Jane DeMarco of Florist Review. Product and flower donations came from Certified American Grown Farms and the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, as well as from Syndicate Sales, Offre Ribbon, Raw Materials Design, and Northwest Flower and Garden Festival sponsor Corona Tools. For 2019, I will return to the floral stage at the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival, and I hope to see you there. The dates are February 20th through 24th, 2019, at the Washington State Convention Center in downtown Seattle. We have a new format and a new theme this year called Blooms and Bubbles, and you can learn more about this new make-and-take workshop format offered for the first time at the show. I'm excited to again use the opportunities that come my way to help promote others in the Slow Flowers community. Check out the details in today's show notes, and who knows, maybe you can be part of future collaborations and community-minded Slow Flowers programming. Number nine, the Slow Flowers Podcast. Well, I earlier mentioned that the Garden Writers Association honored the Slow Flowers Podcast with a Silver Media Award for podcast programming in 2018. We also earned a spot on Mayesh Wholesale's podcast list of top flower podcasts, for which we're so grateful. Each week, the Slow Flowers Podcast releases a new episode featuring timely interviews with flower farmers and floral designers whose wisdom and insights will inspire you. In July, the Slow Flowers podcast reached a major milestone, our fifth anniversary. What an incredible achievement, especially in an industry in which the typical podcast has an average lifespan of seven episodes. 
I'm so grateful to the original roots of this podcast, inspired back in 2013 by Casey Cronquist and the California Cut Flower Commission, which urged me to start a flower podcast and provided the seed money for me to learn how to produce programming on this new platform. That original investment has yielded exponential benefits to the entire floral marketplace, and that's mostly because of you, our loyal subscribers, members, listeners, and donors. As of year end, the Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 390,000 times. The milestones keep coming, and I know we'll be tossing the confetti and popping the cork very soon to celebrate 400,000 downloads early next year. I can't end my remarks about the podcast without acknowledging two people who helped me get it off the ground with their technical and engineering expertise. Hannah Brinlin was my original producer, and after about one year, she handed the weekly production over to her husband, Andrew Brinlin. Andrew has taken our audio to new levels with beautiful musical transitions and his patient and loyal efforts to improve my limited technical skills. Let's face it. I know how to find great guests, and I know how to interview them. But beyond that, this podcast would not exist without Andrew. Hats off to him, and here's to another year to come. Theme number 10, our sponsors. Slow Flowers sponsors support our work to connect consumers with florists, shops, studios, and farms who supply and source domestic and American-grown flowers and made-in-USA floral hard goods and accessories. I just want to take a minute to thank them for their financial support in 2018 and to tell you a little bit about how each partnership is uniquely tailored to meet mutual goals of promoting American flowers. You've already heard about our partnership with lead sponsor Florist Review, but I'll thank Travis Rigby, Editorial Director David Koch, Assignment Editor Brenda Silva, and Art Director Kathleen Dillinger here. They and the rest of the Florist Review team are a joy to work with, and I respect and value our relationship. Arctic Alaska Peonies has been a podcast sponsor this year and a major sponsor in the past. Thank you to Chris Bex and to all the peony farmers of Arctic Alaska Peonies for your ongoing support, your willingness to donate peonies to Slow Flowers events and campaigns, and your commitment to this cause. The Seattle Wholesale Growers Market. Wow, I've been the embedded journalist at the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market since day one when it opened in 2011. This tribe of amazing Northwest flower farmers and market staff leadership have come on board as a financial and in-kind sponsor who provides support in so many other ways, both in our own backyard and beyond. Longfield Gardens has supported the Slow Flowers brand and platform for three years, and I'm so grateful to their financial and product support for numerous events, workshops, swag bags, and more. They connect florists to gardening, and they connect gardeners to floral design, and that is a sweet spot that I value and appreciate. Johnny's Selected Seeds has been a partner for the past two years, and their sponsorship goes far beyond my original vision, this year in particular. I'm grateful to Johnny's support at the Garden Writers Association Annual Symposium in Chicago, where we partnered with an interactive trade show booth to help garden writers, bloggers, and editors engage with the topics of growing flowers from seed and DIY floral design. Thank you, Johnny's. The Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers has supported Slow Flowers this year in new ways, expanding on our past collaborations to promote the art and science of flower farming. This year in particular, I'm grateful that ASCFG invited me to present at their national conference in Raleigh, where I connected with so many of you from around the country. 
The Certified American Grown Program has been another financial supporter this year, providing resources that help us generate events, editorial content, and more. Thank you to America's flower farmers who believe in the Slow Flowers mission and platform. It has been an honor to support you in return. Mayesh Wholesale Florist has supported this podcast this year, as well as supporting American Flowers Week. And we're so grateful to have a wholesale partner like them, especially as the floral marketplace begins to make room for domestic flowers as an essential category for florists. We value your support. The Slow Flowers podcast has been supported in the past six months by Team Flower. And as that role comes to an end, I want to say thanks and best wishes as you plan your 2019 Team Flower Conference in March. The slowflowers.com directory has received additional support from two sponsors, and I want to thank them publicly here. First of all, our friend Sarah Hinton of Ularis, the event florist software so many of you use. We love partnering with women-owned businesses, and that's one reason why we love working with Sarah. It's also an important reason why we love Farm Grow Flowers and its founder and CEO, Christina Stembel, and thank her for providing financial support this year to slowflowers.com. I am humbled and touched by the level of personal support from both these women and their companies. It means more than I can say. Well, that's it, folks. A year in review with a twist, focused not on the calendar, but on the important themes that touched me, touched you, and influenced the Slow Flowers role in the marketplace. I mentioned this at the end of last year, but it's worth repeating. The Slow Flowers hashtag is the brand most widely used in the floral marketplace to communicate and convey seasonal, local, and sustainable floriculture. And I am humbled by the impact and reach of a term that originated with a tiny 144-page book measuring just seven and a half inches square, Slow Flowers. It has expanded far beyond my imagination in the five years since. It has been another record-setting year in so many ways. According to Keyhole.com, our tracking service, Slow Flowers metrics are higher than ever. Our social media maven, Nisha Blancas of Fetching Social Media, has worked tirelessly to represent Slow Flowers and its members through the medium with great results. In the past 365 days on Instagram and Twitter combined, Slow Flowers has appeared in more than 47,000 posts, has had engagement of more than 1.4 million, has had a reach of more than 10 million, and has exceeded impressions by more than 79 million. To that I say, what are you waiting for? We'd love you to join Slow Flowers and put your resources, creativity, personal engagement, and passion to work for a movement that gives back to you in volumes. You can start the new year with a commitment to supporting Slow Flowers, and you can join us for as little as $50 a year to to enjoy the many programs and benefits for members. The link to join is at today's show notes or at slowflowers.com slash join. Thank you for being part of this movement, and I hope you'll make the next step by investing in the continued relevance and success of this brand. I'm Deborah Prinzing host and producer of the Slow Flowers podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more American-grown flowers on the table, one vase at a time. And if you like what you hear, please consider logging on to iTunes and posting a listener review. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. And as you know, the Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Learn more about his work at soundbodymovement.com. Thank you.